Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the pandemic show on social media. Who are you? I am Taboo Record Producer, Mixing and master, uh, Mastering Engineer from Brampton, Ontario, my friend. Thanks for having me. Taboo. Really excited to have you here. Big fan of your music. Big fan of the artists that you work with. I think your music is working to unite humanity. Thank you for finding time in your musical schedule to talk pandemic here today on the Pandemic Show. Can you tell us what your life was like pre-pandemic? Ooh, absolutely. My life pre-pandemic was lots of being outside, lots of interacting with people, working in the studio directly with people and coming together and creating an energy in a creative space, but one-on-one. A lot of that, I also was operating my own studio in uh, North York, and that was fantastic. Again, that's kind of where the energy was you know, you know, created and, and creating a safe space for, for artists to come by and uh, showcase their work, record, make great records. And I, I would say about 99% of my life was that pre-pandemic. So then the pandemic strikes, boom, boom. all boom. around the world. We head into lockdown. How, your life, your life must have changed from getting together to create that energy in groups where you need that togetherness to the isolation. Can you just tell us how the pandemic affected your life? Of course. Yeah. I think, I think that was a giant shift from, you know, for all of us for, from being, you know, in close quarters with, with the people we love, the people that we, we have fun with, that we create with, that we work with to just being at home doing nothing. I think it was pretty strenuous. I lost my studio in the pandemic because, you know, there was just no need for, for recording. So that was, that was tricky to navigate, but in hindsight, I think it's been a really great learning experience because I feel like pre-pandemic, I didn't really realize how important human interaction was for me. And I think I took that for granted a little bit. So now, now being forced to be, to be so isolated all the time, I think I've really, really found the value in being with the people I love and I work with and I care about. We've adapted. We've learned how to keep things going with, you know, Zoom calls and, and FaceTimes and Skype and all these things, social media. I think there's been a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of hardship, but a lot of insight as well, you know? It's a lot of people believe that the pandemic came at a time where society needed to have a moment of self-reflection and that it's given all of us at the individual level a chance to really evaluate our lives and focus on our wellness. It'll be exciting to see where we go from here on this wild ride. Like I feel now that I've been now that I've been double vaxxed and my bubble has been double vaxxed, I feel like the pandemic is not as much of a grind. I know we still have to physical distance. 
wear our masks, wash our hands to support our community and ourselves. But I, I feel like we're kind of at the end of the light of the tunnel. There not, might not be as much togetherness in terms of live music and crowds this year, but I feel like next year, it's definitely more of a certainty. Now, you mentioned that being before times, nature was a big part of your life. We've been hearing from people that with the initial lockdowns, they noticed a lot more nature in the city. Do you have any observations or, or experiences around your connection with nature changing after the pandemic? We've seen industry kind of decline and, and take so much abrupt change. You know, there's been clear skies, there's been cleaner water, there's been less pollution. And, and that's been kind of a nice thing to see. Unfortunate, you know, unfortunate circumstances for us to, to, uh, to kickstart, you know, cleaning our earth up a little bit. But yeah, I think, um, I think observation wise, and just around around the city, I've seen a lot of people, even on social media, just getting out more and appreciating nature, appreciating the wildlife, the squirrels and things that we have running around, you know, in, in Toronto here, and just getting a little more in touch with nature just in general, being outside, breathing fresh air and enjoying that environment and the, and the peace and tranquility that can kind of come with just experiencing not a digital world because everything is so digital now. The pandemic's really forced me, I'm a late adopter to technology, but the yeah. pandemic, the isolation, the lack of being able to be together with people worry-free, it really did shove me into technology, doing this Zoom call, doing social media around the podcast. It has had a benefit on my mental health just talking, having conversations with people and connecting with people. That's been really yeah. good. I know, though, that sitting at the computer for extended periods of time for work and for the pandemic show, it's put wear and tear on my body, but it's finding that balance, finding that yes. balance. And you've been working on new tracks. Now, you do a lot of, like, I would describe your music as a lot, electronic dance music, pop, weighty pop music. Yeah. And you've got some amazing collaboration. So you're going to be releasing a new album this year, Bellows. So a pandemic album. Has this whole album that you've been working on it during the pandemic? Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting because although it's my first although it's my first full length album that I've ever put together, it was created solely in the pandemic. And that was a very, very interesting way to create an album. Because I'm so used to being there in the room with artists. It was really interesting to navigate. There's a couple overseas artists that, that appear on the record as well. We've worked in the past digitally, sending things back and forth via email. But this really forced me to just do the entire project pretty much start to finish. There were only two tracks that I actually engineered because that's all that could be really accommodated with, you know, in this, in this strange time. So it's been really interesting. And I'm so glad to have that kind of interesting curation of the record, just kind of be a staple. It's just going to be a great piece of work to look back on and go, wow, like we, we all really, we didn't compromise our sense of community, just because this weird thing happened in the world, you know, we were able to maintain that and kind of push through it no matter what and keep, keep that sense of community alive. It's like you mentioned, we have adapted. It's not like yeah. early on in the pandemic where there was no PPE and we weren't really sure what was oh. going on. We're at the stage now where we know how we can safely interact outside, especially and so yeah. this album, you've collaborated with people from all around the world. And thank you for joining us as we now 
move into our game inspired by Nardwar the Human Serviette. Song title in the form of a pandemic question. Woo, let's go. And also happy birthday to Nardwar. He had his birthday last week. Are you a big Nardwar fan too, Taboo? Oh, big time, big time, man, big time. I got to tell you, during the winter, it was tough. The social isolation. And then I was on Twitter and I saw Nardwar, the human serviette, was doing a mm. tweet show. He does them on Mondays and Fridays, and it's just been inspirational. But this game, song title in the form of a pandemic question, there's all titles of some of your recent songs that are going to be on your new album, music that's been helping people through the pandemic. Question number one. What has the pandemic shown us we need to Pagani for? And Pagani is the Swahili word for fight from your wonderful song with Yavona Pagani. I don't want to fight. No, no, no. That's it. A lot of things. I think the pandemic has really given us an opportunity to fight for meaningful change. There's been some terrible, terrible, terrible injustices and unveilings that I think we've all gotten to see in this time. I think that it's it was very important that these things happened during the pandemic because we had more time on our hands. We had a lot more access to social media. There were a lot more, I think, resources for learning what we need to unlearn. And I think that that is what the pandemic has shown me that we need to fight for meaningful change, equality, meaningful equality though, you know, wholesome equality. So I think, I think that's a big one for me as well as fighting for our loved ones and, you know, and being strong for them and being supportive and fighting for just, I think, um, community focused support. Uh, fantastic. Taboo. I should say, I am not coming to the people of the pandemic today from my traditional location on upper Canada treaty, the traditional land of the neutral Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people. Today, I'm coming to you uh, and the people of the pandemic with Taboo from the Haldeman Track. The Haldeman Track on six miles on either side of the Grand River. Traditional neutral Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe territory. One of the things that we're in here in Canada is we're in big time mourning stage about the history of colonialism. We're getting a history lesson with all these unmarked graves of children being found at residential schools across Canada. And now you hear the United States is following suit and the Minister of the Interior said they're going to do investigations on the schools in the United States. It's a moment of great sorrow and reckoning, but I also feel like it's a moment of hope to know that our Indigenous communities aren't mourning alone. The clear majority of people in Canada, whether they're from colonial settlers or new immigrants, are empathetic to the situation and committed to peace and reconciliation. Like you were saying, yes. and I know the pandemic has also really exposed the solidarity among people for civil rights and, and justice for all with the rise of the Black Lives Matters movement across the world. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. I think the most important thing to remember is that these are very uncomfortable conversations, but it's through these uncomfortable conversations that a lot of the next steps will come out of. And th- like the pain of the conversation is is going to set us free and help us come together. Many communities 
with respect for each other. It's definitely tumultuous times and the pandemic has given us that opportunity to focus on them. It'll be exciting to see what ca- happens next, but I love that you're you're saying it's a great time to fight for for social justice, for yes. civil rights, public education, all those types of things that makes a community strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it 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 almost to me goes even deeper than than uh, than civil rights. We're we're almost talking about, you know, basic basic human rights you know it is uh very very unfortunate circumstances and and yeah very uncomfortable very painful conversations to be had but i think that this is the way that we're going to move forward together united yes yes and i love how you're working with yvona yvona and she's she's over on the original continent of africa yeah what a great collaboration what was it like working intercontinental that's a great question. Iviona and I have collaborated in the past and same, same kind of thing. You know, we, we couldn't really get together. It, it wasn't just a quick 10 minute walk over to the studio. And, you know, it was very, very, I, I think enlightening. It was so cool to, to be able to talk and create with someone just, just from such a different place. You know, I was born and raised in Canada and, and that's kind of all I know. I haven't done much traveling. So I think the exposure and the perspective that she gave me with regards to even just African music culture and her perspective on songwriting, especially speaking almost probably 80% in her native tongue of Swahili on the track was just such a beautiful thing. It, it was just such a fantastic, natural, organic collaboration. And uh, we just had such a mutual respect for each other's work and perspective and creative vision. So it was fantastic. It sounds great. And the video is phenomenal. Makes me want to go horseback riding. Oh, you and me both. You and me both. (laughs) Next question. What have you found, Ooey, and what have you found, Gooey, in the pandemic? Based on your song title, Ooey Gooey, with Omega Mighty. Another fantastic performer and great collaboration. Thank you. Ooey and gooey, the treats that I have consumed during this pandemic. Let me tell you, I feel like there was a point in time where I realized that my snacking had hit crisis point. And, uh, you know, the baked goods, the chips, the, uh, the donuts, the cookies, the cakes, the, all that stuff. Very ooey gooey during the pandemic. I don't know about you, but it's been a battle. One of the trends I heard early on in the pandemic is that people were going back to their traditional comfort foods and comfort brands. So uh, chips and pop from their youth, sweet sugar. Yeah. People of the pandemic, if you haven't had a chance to see Ooey Gooey, the video, they're making Ooey Gooey sugary treats, baked goods, really fun, upbeat. We talked to Barb Doddington from Elmer and she lost 50 pounds during the pandemic. I know, I know I've put a little bit of weight on this spring, but mainly because of the lack of activity, I found that mm. I got kind of sedimentary. Yeah. yeah, it'll be nice now that we move into this next part of the pandemic. It's getting sweeter. We're getting it kind of out of the ooey gooey sticky part of the pandemic <laughs> into the sweet part where we can get outside. The weather's nice here in the northern hemisphere. Yes. And what was it like working with Omega Mighty? Shout out Omega Mighty. Yes, Omega is fantastic. I collaborated with her on uh, a track by Havaya Mighty called Wishy Washy. About Why two you years ago. So wishy, wishy, washy. That's a good one. It's a good one. I think that that collaboration was was a big staple, I think, for all of us. We just had such a blast working on that track. And it was actually part of uh, 2019 Polaris Prize winning album by Havaya Mighty. Omega and I knew 
It was just a matter of time. We were on to something. Omega and I have been talking and talking about, hey, what, you know, what are we going to do? What's, what's our next thing? What's our next collab going to be like? And this will be our third collab. It is the uh, second released collab. Uh, so we've got something else in the vault for everyone. Omega is such a, a pleasure to work with. She's just phenomenally talented. Her writing is so unique and rhythmic. And she just writes nursery rhymes. I don't know how she does it. She just writes these in infectious melodies, these ooey-gooey melodies, in fact, as it were, that just stick, you know, they just stick and they're just fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Taboo, here on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. Our next question in our Nardwar the Human Serviette inspired game, song title in the form of a Pandemic question. What has been sticky icky like honey for you during the pandemic? I think at first, my finances, my friends, my finances were a little sticky like honey for sure. They were, uh, they were tight. They were definitely tight, you know, seeing the decline in, in the, the music industry. Absolutely. I'm assuming that a lot of your income then was based on generating engineering contracts out of your studio. That's yes. a thing that you got to do in person. All of a sudden, you're not allowed to have anyone over. Boom. And like, what do you do? We've heard from different people have, have rolled with the pandemic differently. And you, you were forced to make that decision to cut your loss. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it was tough. You know, it was the smartest thing I could have done to, you know, like you said, cut my losses. And it was just not feasible for me to operate that studio. There's businesses now that have limped through this for the last 16 months. And now everything's gone. And now some of them are closing down. There's a lot of peace of mind for people that made that tough decision earlier on. I've heard other decisions where people made the decision to rent out their houses and to rent smaller apartments to survive through the pandemic. And not everybody's that fortunate to have the privilege of of having a house. The economic injustices of our society before the pandemic were really highlighted when everybody was ability to earn a living was taken away as we were forced into lockdown. A lot of people made it through okay. I know I'm very fortunate, but a lot of people, people were hurt. And I know the last federal budget in Canada, they talk about gig workers, and, yeah. but they didn't give any money to the gig workers. They mentioned gig worker in the budget over 20 times, but there's no support. Tens of billions of dollars of support is going to corporations. I hope that this time of reflection, we understand that our system is maybe set up to favor the winners and it's making yes. losers. And hopefully there'll be some redistribution of wealth because we can't. We can't get through the future just cutting social programs. Those are the things that make us strong and the things yes. that I'm proud about as a Canadian. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the thing. I think I, I've been very fortunate as well. You know, I have a home. I'm safe. I have food on my table and I, I can still do my job and, and do the things that I love. And so I'm very, very blessed. But my heart really does go out to the, you know, even not even startup entrepreneurs, but like people that have been, you know, running their own businesses for, for a long time. And and those are the people like, like you and I that are, I think, just such a fundamental part of like some of the of like what 
makes Canada a great place for opportunity. And it's it's being manipulated. It's the, the system is kind of manipulating that and really taking advantage of the talent and the, the amazing people that we have here in Canada. Like you said, it's favoring the wealthy. I think it's favoring the secure and the resourceful. And then, you know, where does that leave? Where does where does that leave the, um, you know, the, the hardworking, innovative, small business entrepreneur? Why are we getting rid of those people? We need them. We need them. They're special. Independent, independent small business is the life, the lifeblood of our economy. Oh my so, gosh. Yes. Uh, yeah. On the same page with you. It'll be interesting to see so many seems to have moved to an online format as well. And it seems yeah. that that online presence is just going to be here. It's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of made its presence known. And I think it's an easy thing for the customer, but also for, for the business and to just be able to kind of sit back and, you know, showcase their products or services and, and have everything just accessible from wherever you are on your phone or on your laptop or at home. You know, I think that's a great thing that has kind of manifested for businesses because it just makes everything a little bit more accessible, but we need to, you know, if there's a little message I can give to the people, go out and support your, your local businesses and, and your local recording studios as much as you can, because, you know, we need them. We need them. Yeah. Bingo. Go out, support your local businesses, shop local change. Yes. We, we got to re-envision our economy, like Craig Cardiff says, make some of those changes in our own purchasing power to support our local. Yes. It's going to be interesting to see as we move into the next stage of the pandemic, who's going to be here when the dust settles and what the regrowth and will there be lots of support for businesses that may be closed down beforehand to support those entrepreneurial people? Yes. We're looking at 16 months of the pandemic in the rear view. Eventually, we're going to come Crazy. through this like they did in 1918 with the Spanish flu. What do you envision or what do you hope our world will be like as we move into after times and after times where we can gather worry-free? Yeah, a lot. I mean, I hope to see much more peaceful coexistence among humanity. Absolutely. I really hope to see the unlearning becoming present. Let's see these changes happen. Let's have these conversations. Let's change the way our system is built to be fair and equal for everyone, because it's just, it's just not fair. And it's just such a plague and such, like you said, just such a time of sorrow and grieving. I, I would love to see us be able to move past grieving and trying to recover from the trauma that the people have experienced such massive amounts of almost irreversible trauma, but we need to reverse it. We need to unlearn and we need to change. We need to change the way that, that, that we're set up. We're very fortunate here today on the pandemic show. We've got music producer, musician extraordinaire, Taboo coming at us from the Toronto area. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic uniting humanity with stories of shared experience. Yes, yes, you and I both, we need to we need to stay optimistic and laughing and and supporting and doing our best to yeah, to keep all of our heads up and and to support one another. And I can't thank you enough for all you're doing creating content for people like me and and the other people of the pandemic to listen to to get us moving and grooving as we're alone in the isolation of the daily grind of the pandemic. Oh. Taboo, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Pandemi Show. Thank you, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Pandemi Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. 
physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.